G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and with me are two of the gentlemen this week, which is a lovely change. I have Riso and Andy. How are you, boys? Going great, thanks. I mustn't be smelly this week. Uh, you don't smell. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> it's not your smell. That's it's my your attitude. G- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your general miserable vibe and aggression. Pure aggression. <laughs> How can I be miserable? I don't support Mercedes. It's a good point. It's a good point. So... Let's just jump straight into the news because we've got a little bit to talk about. So let's pull the Band-Aid off and talk about the big thing first, right? We've had, I want to say, enough confirmations and rumours that we can finally start to piece together what we realistically think is going to happen. The drivers who are already confirmed are Esteban Ocon in that Alpine, and yep. he's confirmed for, I think, forever. Unfortunately. Checo and Max are confirmed for, Max is confirmed again forever. No, he's got. I think he's got an actual seven or eight year contract. Checo signed a two year contract. Yep. So that's the Red Bull team done. Alpine's done because, I mean, even though it hasn't come out, Fernando's contract, he's going to stay. It, it's looking more and more likely. The other ones that are confirmed are George and Lewis at Mercedes. Yep. Carlos and. Charles. Charles at Ferrari. I forgot his name then. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who the hell? Not even a good other? driver. Oh. <laughs> And Pierre at Alpha Tower is the other, the lot. Oh, and Bottas. Yeah, Bottas is confirmed. Yuki, we don't know. We probably won't know about Yuki Joe until later on this year. Magnussen's a multi year deal at Haas as well, so he's obviously staying until next year. Yep. I guess we can break this down to a couple things. So we've got the definite confirms who are staying. Yep. Then we've got the people we don't know, but we can split that into two. We have the people who we don't know, but. Chances are they're staying, and that's so Albon. Albon, Mick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Mick's gonna get one more year. Yeah, I can't see them ditching him just yet. I mean, unless someone ha- who's a Ferrari driver has an absolute blinder in the junior categories, Mick's probably their best prospect at the moment. Still, at least until the end of next year. Yep, Fernando. Well, Fernando will probably stay. Yeah, with so that. he's in the yeah. very likely category. Sebastian will be probably staying yep. if Aston continue to improve. Well, they came out and uh, said that we want to keep Sebastian Vettel as long-term as Sebastian Vettel can be, which is a huge mark of confidence in a team being like, look, man, your reputation is a little bit up and down the last few years, but you're good for this team and we want to keep you for as long as you want to stay. So huge, huge. It's probably the best thing going for the team. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only thing going for the team. Latifi. Gone. Yeah, and look, the big reason why is the rumours around Oscar and also the time period on when this can come off is this weekend. Yes, so from what we understand is the Alpine Reserve Driver contract has a release clause that has to be triggered by the British Grand Prix if he's got to drive for next year. So if he's going to be... Going somewhere next year, he's probably already signed the contract and it'll be announced coming into this weekend. One thing about the rumour that I heard is the whole, he's on lend. Yes. yes. Which is a funny situation. Same as Alpon. Very common in F1 oh, though. Albon on lend yeah, from Albon. Red Bull. Yep. And Ocon was originally on lend as well when he came into the sport. I mean, technically he still is. Yeah, he's on lend from Mercedes. Uh, who else has been lent recently? A whole bunch of them were. Well, Mick. Mick, he's on Len from Ferrari. He's a Ferrari driver. So they just 
they it's just a way like, to get these junior drivers who are tied to a big team into the sport quicker. So they, so so they the, loan them out to an, a junior team. That's what George has been doing for the last. Yeah, three George years. was on loan from Mercedes, and they're just on their like the contracts paid by the original. No, team. it's paid no. by the team they're on, but the, there will be contract clauses in there that if the seat becomes available and they're the option, that they will be able to trigger a release. And teams again. normally get kickbacks too, so. Haas taking Mick got them access to the Ferrari aero department Yeah, when it came to the manufacturing of the vehicles this year. I know that Williams had a whole... I mean, Williams was part and is still partnered with Mercedes. A lot of the development that pushed down the train came because of George sitting in that team. And then Max and Danny were both on loan from Red Bull when they were at Toro. That doesn't... That's not how that works. Consider... Oh, they were a junior team. They back were, then. It they was were slightly the, different. They're still a junior team in today's standings as well. It's the home for the Red Bull Juniors when they're coming into Formula One. They're not stepping directly into that Red Bull. They're stepping into the Alpha Tower. That's a good point. One thing about Williams having two loaner drivers though that decreases the ties to Mercedes. And if they're going to drop that uh, one of the customers for their engines, it's looking like it'll be Williams, and they will make a deal with Renault Alpine. Yeah. So bringing over Piastri will also give them access to Renault engines yeah. next year on a cheap, cheaper deal. I'd and that imagine. seems like that will strengthen that time. That probably go through now. Yeah. 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 Look, it, there's no such thing as a secret in F1. It's all but confirmed. But we also know in this sport how, look, even if it's signed, it doesn't really apply <laughs> either. <laughs> so I'm going to say we will have an announcement this weekend on Piastri. Have to be this weekend. We'd at le- we'll at least know that he's been released from his final year as a reserve driver. I think that will be out before the end of the weekend. Yeah. If yeah. it's not him going to a team, I think we'll, we all know he's going to Williams. But we'll know if he's been released because that... It has been, to happen this weekend. Yeah. If he's been released, he's obviously got an F1 drive. The only drive we can think of that he's potentially stepping into is that Williams seat. It is. Who would we say to... Or, like, who do we think will not be on the grid next year? Yuki. Yeah. I, I think, think this I might think be, it'll it be for Yuki. I think Liam Lawson might be getting the call up. It'd be nice to have a Kiwi on the grid. We had one last time, uh, like, in 2018. Brendan Hartley's a Kiwi. Oh, is he really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. You couldn't tell from the Kiwi flag on his car? <laughs> you know what, man? They gr- drive really fast. And it's a very similar flag to ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, they've got red stars. We got white yeah. stars. Yeah. <laughs> Mercedes also has red stars, and you can't see them on the car. It has one red star. Can't see it, but I haven't ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Nicky Louder because Nicky's a communist. No, I don't know why <laughs> he has a red star. So yeah, Yuki's the most likely to probably be told, "See you, mate." Especially if he keeps doing stuff like he did at Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his... Just completely... I hit a bump. (laughs) (laughs) I've hit this bump all weekend, but I hit a bump. Yeah. So, do we have a rumoured replacement from the Red Bull Juniors coming in? Well, I guess it would have been Yuri Vips, but that's not happening. No. And also, I don't like Yuri that much. Maybe... (laughs) He's not good either. Yeah, no. We might see some weird transfers across because there's a bunch of talented drivers in that category at the moment. You've got 
Yehan That's the one I wanted to say. So he's from India. India. Then there's the Brazilian kid who's a freak. Dragovic? Yep, Felipe Dragovic. He's not a Red Bull driver. No, he's not. So that you can already disqualify him from that seat. He, you have to be a Red Bull junior to get that seat. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if they drop Yuri, they'll sign a new person to the academy. Will they, though? Yeah, may as well. If you could snag someone like Felipe or Jackie Doohan. Yeah. Not that he's doing super well. <laughs> well, I mean, Jackie He's still Doohan. doing very well. Jackie Doohan's in our pain at the moment. He is, but... If Red Bull comes knocking at your door, I'd dev- be answering it. Yeah. Yeah. We need another Aussie in Red Bull. And that's also the thing, too. Like, if if we send all our junior drivers who are a year or two apart through this Alpine Academy, when they're not all going to make it. No, because Piastri's going to have that seat tied down. Exactly. He's going to win six world championships. You mean eight? Yeah. He's going to dethrone Lewis as the best champion of all time. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so we see, we'll see Yuki jump out. Stroll will be an interesting one because you brought up earlier that a bunch of online people have started saying, hey. That the, the whispers have gone from like, it's gone from more from a whisper one or two people saying it, it's a lot more saying it, that he's useless and needs... If they Aston want to continue to progress, then the weakest link at that team is named Lance Stroll. It is. And there's, it's not even trying to stir the pot at this point. He's, he's objectively useless. not performing at all. And if you look up useless in the dictionary, you got the, the definition for it, and you got Nicholas Latifi's face and then Lance <laughs> Stroll's face right next to it. Oh, and they're kissing. <laughs> yeah, look. We clearly don't like this kid, no, but... He's dad might, though. It's it's interesting, though. You don't become a billionaire by being nice. And no. his dad's a multi-billionaire. And his dad's ruthless when he wants to be. Exactly. And Lawrence doesn't want Lance to be a world champion and him to stand there on the back. Lawrence wants to be a world championship team owner. And he's not going to be with Lance in the team. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, fingers crossed. We yeah. find out that he moves on at the end of the year. Here's hoping. And Joe, my man. Yeah, no, there's no justifiable reason to move him on at the moment. It's okay. Yes, there year. is. No. No, there's not. Yeah, maybe. if Teo Porcher is ready, it's a lot easier for Sauber to cut Joe and get Teo into that seat. That is a good point. But if if, Teo, the, if Teo wins, but here's the thing. Teo would have to win this year. To qualify. Well, to pretty much seal the deal. And I don't know. I think Dragovic has got it this year. Don't know yet. We don't know yet, but I'm saying I don't think... I mean, I like Teo. I just don't know if he's going to clinch it this year. And also, if I'm Alfa Romeo, I'm kind of hoping he doesn't. Because then you keep him down there for another year, a whole other year's worth of experience and maturity. You get Joe, who's doing absolutely fine. When his car works. Exactly. But he's not there breaking it. <laughs> so... I, I hope he stays because Riso and I have got a bit of a soft spot for the kid. Give him a go. Give him a go. Nah. Come on, Andy. Just a little smoochy. Nah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> it makes more sense for Tao to get the seat. I'm sorry. Look, you are the probably best Formula One mind we have on the show. So yeah. it's very hard to come at you with like facts and things, apart from the fact that we like him. <laughs> yeah, a, but you like, guys we'd be like hopeless, him, hopeless team principals. Yeah. Couldn't fire anybody. <laughs> Except Lance Stroll. Yeah, I'd fire him. <laughs> I'd fire him in a heartbeat. 
I'd sign him just to fire him. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be worth like the $50 million payout. Interestingly enough, speaking of drivers and money and whatnot, I saw very briefly an estimate of what drivers were getting paid in comparison to each other. And it was about what you would expect. So, like, the lowest teams were earning a million dollars or 1.2 per driver, right? The interesting one was Max, who's on, like, 40, and Checo, who's on, like, four. <laughs> this is a big... Well, yeah, there's 36 million for the championship you won. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with it, but I just thought it was a huge, huge difference where it's like... Because Lewis, Lewis and George also have a very similar setup. Lewis is on, like, 44 yep. million dollars, and George is on, like, seven. I was just, just about to ask what, what's the difference between George and Lewis, so... Thanks for answering my question. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's there's a bit of disparity between that. Interestingly enough, I think Yuki doesn't even make a million. He's on like 850K, oh. which is what I'd pay him, to be honest, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'd pay him. But then you've got some of like the midfield teams that are very, very like on par. So Danny and Lando are only separated by like a mil. Really? Yeah. Look, it's Lando not too crazy. makes Dan- Danny money. But Danny also doesn't make old Danny money. So he's not on as much as he was on at Alpine. No. Fair enough, then. Uh, the Alpine drivers were relatively close, Alonso being ahead by like five or six mil. Both Haas drivers are on like a million flat each. Yeah. Which is, yep, it's <laughs> a struggling team. I think Latifi's under a mil and Albon's like 900 and. 55k. It's online somewhere if you want to see it. I think it popped up on Reddit, but also why does Latifi need money? His dad's a billionaire. Well, that's also that's why I think right because Stroll wasn't on a huge amount, and Stroll's is just like a tax write-off, surely. <laughs> yep. So, but it just goes to show, like when we say this sport is unfair, it's very unfair, and it really helps put in perspective why there's five drivers who are hella against the salary cap. And there's 15 other drivers who are like, we're, we're, we're cool with it if you want. And there's five drivers who are like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> what is it? Lewis. Max. Max. <laughs> Charles. Charles. But you see it in other sports. You see, Most you other see sports are very like regulated. Ronaldo or Messi getting paid a lot more than the lower. I don't, I don't know soccer that much. But you're yeah, right. Yeah, but to get know. a Ronaldo on your soccer team, you're paying six contracts worth of players to the team you've bought him off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's there's disparity in other sports. It's true. There, you know what there Except is. Except for the Sydney Roosters, who are 100 percent on par with the salary cap in the NRL. How many contracts can't you lodge at the moment? Uh, we can lodge all contracts with these sets of books right here. <laughs> but according to these books, yeah, my special books, <laughs> all we have good. Sixty billion dollars to spend. All good. Do you watch any of the tests? Completely off topic. Do you watch any of the tests? What tests? The three internationals that they had. No, I didn't watch any football over the week. I didn't even watch State of Origin. I've heard about the Samoan, the Tongan. Oh, yeah, they had a mad punch on. Oh, I didn't hear about not, that. Not the players. The fans. Crowd, yeah. yeah oh. fucking no. <laughs> Wasn't it Tonga and New Zealand fans had a punch Oh, yeah, on? no, they had a punch on. Yeah. yeah, sorry. They had a good fucking crack. <laughs> First game of rugby league in New Zealand in two years and the fans decided to punch on. Abs fucking oath. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
Lots of money for some. Still a lot of money for the lowest paid. Like, it's yeah. still... I mean, you could give me Yuki money and I'd be stoked. Bro, I'll take half of what Yuki owns and you'll never hear from me again. <laughs> okay. I'd be loving life. Is that, like, an insane amount of money? Anything else for news, gentlemen? Madrid wants an F1 race. Madrid can shut up. Madrid, Madrid can shut up because they want a street circuit. I don't think... Uh, yeah. Well, of course you fucking want to no, go no, there. I'm it's I'm a dream say, holiday yeah, location for race. But for me who do like the street circuit, oh, we don't need any more street circuits. We need less street circuits. How's the fucking spa get, or is basically all but gone? We need two street circuits. Three. Monaco. Yep. Baku. Yeah. Australia. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Perfect. Perfect. Rest. Let's get perfect. I reckon Miami's gonna no. ever do a good one. No, you know what? I'm done with Miami. I've seen enough of that fake water for a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. And did you know it sold out before tickets went on sale? How's that possible? I don't know, but that was literally the reports out of it. And on resale, you could purchase a grandstand ticket for $3,500. For that same money, you could book a 14-day trip to Miami, sit in one of the hotels, and watch it from the hotel. I didn't make the event. I know what I we're just doing. like the race. I just like the race. Oh, see, I was... I'm never going to go to Miami. Well, this is going to be interesting for me, right? It's fucking hot there. I don't want to go there. Yeah, I was sweaty and upsetty. So, I can't even remember what I said about the race on the Miami one. But the very, very ill Jacko of today doesn't like it. Now, if I said anything positive about it back then, maybe I did mean it. I can't remember a goddamn thing from that episode, too. Fresh I don't day. remember a fucking thing from the race. The race was so uneventful. There was I a crash. Someone Bot- crashed. Bottas locked up and lost. Look, don't, don't tell us right what happened. I remember. I was watching it. I watched it yeah, too. I watched it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it was uneventful. This is how bad my memory is. I watched it most like races two twice. Or three crashes. There was a couple. A little bumps. It was, yeah. It was eventful. Yeah. The, actually, you know what? Four straight circuits counted as a straight circuit. I don't know if we should classify it as a street circuit, though, because it's it's a couple of connective roads on an island with groundhogs. With groundhogs, that is, for all intent and purpose, a racetrack. Yeah, but it's still technically a street circuit. Yeah, it shouldn't be, though. You couldn't really say the same about Albert Park, though. Yeah, I'd... It's just around a lake that no one really... Nah, there's some of those are main, our main roads. Yeah, a couple. But most of it is. Look, you work around that area during the construction season and tell me it's just a couple. That's a good point. I've never... I have, and it was a fucking nightmare trying to get to work every day. I've been to Melbourne like once. You're not missing much. And that was to get to Tasmania. (laughs) (laughs) So, look, I don't mind Barcelona. If it's a choice between Barcelona and Madrid, I can tell you exactly where they should go. Hereth. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Exactly. If it's a choice between those two, option C, go to Hereth. But... Barcelona also uneventful. Can't remember what happened. You know what? Barcelona this year was actually yeah, more was, eventful yeah. than any other race. Max won. Charles's engine exploded. Or oh, is that the DRS one? That's the DRS one. Yeah. I'm pressing it 50 fucking times and it doesn't open. Why don't you try pressing it once, Max? <laughs> the adult babysitting you have to do as an engineer when one of these boys is in a mood is incredible. You've got Lewis who's like, oh, that's it. I quit. I quit right now. And Bono's like, don't quit, on lap man. three of the fucking Spanish <laughs> yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah. And he's no, like, let's retire the engine and save it on lap three. And he comes fucking fourth. Yep. And then you've got Max essentially being like, I'm going to smash this steering wheel, bro, if this doesn't work. And then he's a poor engineer's like, gentle. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah. This they is cop some shit. It's not a Spanish review. It is a preview. <laughs> Thanks for keeping us on track. But anyway, shall we talk about Silverstone? Andy, track facts, my man. What do you got for us? Okay, so the r- number of laps is 52. Circuit length, 5.891 kilometers. And the lap record is held by Sir Max Verstappen <laughs> at a 127.097 uh, set in two. 2020. <laughs> and they're using the C1, the C2, and C3 compounds this weekend. No C6? Which there's no such thing as a C6. <laughs> is the hardest of the lot? I believe those are the hardest three, yeah. Oh, and they? they can only have 26 PSI in the front tyre and 23 PSI in the rear tyre. I've never understood pounds per square inch, so let's not get into it. I do like Silverstone. It's probably the third best historical circuit. Oh, I- it's like top five best circuits, without a doubt. Oh, easily. I'm just saying it's the third best historical. Yeah, behind Spa and Monza. Monza. Yeah, Monza's sick too. An eventful, an eventful GP normally because it's the home of like four of the drivers. It's also the scene of attempted murder. We will get into that shortly. <laughs> so you've got, like, who's British? Lewis. Lewis, Nando. George. George and... Albon. Technically, I think he's racing under the tie flag this nah, year. Still, still oh, British. yeah, no, he's still tie. You're right. Excellent. Good. Because uh, well, I'm glad for that. Because there no there's band. not a single likable British driver on the grid. Except for Lewis. He's all right. As I do, I watched a few replays of a few other years. Did it, you watch 2003? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. But it is. It looks like a mad track. I did watch it last year. And it's like. The track's so big and the cars are so small. They look like go-karts going around the track. It's hilarious. It's the opposite to Monaco. Yeah. It's, yep. yeah. It is, and I know this is going to annoy some racing fans when I say this, it's not that technical, which is why it's such a good track. There's probably... Well, you've played out the first three corners. Yeah. that's yeah. What, And that's what I mean. Like, there's two or three corners where you're actually like, I've got to think about this for a second. Even if you jump on one of the Sims, it's remarkably easy to get a flow going on the track. Like, it's designed for fast, interesting racing. And that's why it's always a good weekend. Plus, you've got the British fans who pack it out every single year, which, I mean, why wouldn't you? You've got three incredibly talented drivers who are flying your flag. You've got Lewis, possibly the best driver of all time. It's up for discussion, but he's definitely in that category. You've got George, who honestly has the capability to go on to win a championship. Then you've got Lando, who I don't have anything good to say about, (laughs) but people seem to like him, and he's also there in British too. He's a good streamer for the kids. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like kids. (laughs) (laughs) But I was saying, the kids like him. He was fucking with Danny the other week. Shouldn't be. Danny was doing an interview, and Lando was just behind him pulling funny faces and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's the childish... That's childish humor I can respect. Yeah, at least get the microphone and screen Pierre Gasly to do something interesting. But you've got the fans, you've got the track, and you've also got the fact that, <laughs> as with most, most things, England and France kind of claim that they're the, the home of motorsport around the world. Which is a lot of horse shit. Yeah. Isn't FIA abbreviation for Italian? It's no. French. French. Oh. Yes. And that's <laughs> yeah. why the end of year awards are held in Paris. Yeah. There you go. But you know what they're like. They've got a bit of historical beef, as we would say. 
I mean, the big things to talk about are Max and Lewis love to come together on this track. And being a Max fan, at the time, I'm always like, yeah, well, he's absolutely tried to kill him. It was 100% attempted murder. But in reality, it was exactly what you would expect from two race drivers going at full ball, non-stop yeah. around I'm an incredibly be, fast track. Everyone knows you don't try and stick your nose up at cops. I'm going to be controversial. No, racing incident. It was not a racing incident. Racing incident. No, everyone knows you don't try and do what Lewis did at Cops Corner. It's you also a track that has, I don't think there's a turn in it without a name. Yes. Even the straights have names. Do yeah, you've got the Camel Straight. you got the Hanger Straight and the, the, the Hamilton Straight. Oh, they changed it, didn't they? They Hamilton. did change it to the And then Hamilton you've got straight. Maggots and Becks. Maggots and Beckets. you got Cops. Which I think's their breakfast food. Do you know why it's <laughs> called Cops Corner? Because there was a copse of trees there once. Yeah, there was. Yeah. It's dry. I also learnt it wasn't C-O-P-S today. It's C-O-P-S-E. Yes. See, I always thought it was cops because there used to be a police station. <laughs> <nearby>. <laughs> so that's where the speed camera is. Watch out. <laughs> it makes sense. It's a fast corner. It'd be a good speed trap. What are the other, some of the names? Stowe. Stowe. We got Club Corner. There's the Old Pit Straight. Old Pit Straight, New <laughs> Pit Straight. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of new and old, do you guys know where Old Zealand is? It's a real place. Old Ze- so Zealand. Yeah, Zealand. Where? It's like in a it's a little I've forgotten exactly where it is, <laughs> but it, I know it's real. Near the UK? Mm, yes, but everything in Europe's fucking near <laughs> each other. It's tiny. It's one of the Viking islands off Sweden or Norway or something like that. Zealand. Fair enough. Is a fun fact. Fun fact. I don't have any fun facts about the racetrack. <laughs> I have a fun fact about who's won it, if you guys like to compete. All right, yep. Yep. Okay. Which I'm ready to lose again. World champion has raced there 15 times and never stood on the podium. Sebastian Vettel. No. He, oh, and also... Is he alive? One, he's alive and he is from the UK. Jensen. Yep. Oh, well, why are you giving him tips? You shouldn't have given me that UK one. I was, see, I was tossing up between Jensen and Ayrton there. Ayrton could have. I, I, I thought it could have been Ayrton I, as well. I realized that the requirement, the requirement was that he was from the UK. So the other guy might have actually uh, contended. And, yeah. Got any other stupid questions? <laughs> uh, no. I don't even even get a chance at redemption. That's funny. What do we What do we think is going to happen this weekend? Because in the news, you had Christian Horner come out and bring out the old faithful and go, "Yeah, Ferrari's looking pretty good again." But he also (laughs) said the same about Mercedes. I reckon Mercedes. I reckon Mercedes are going to do well. I reckon they'll be top four both. I'm going to say I put both of them in my top five this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm considering it. I still haven't right. settled yet. I've got to compete with what you guys said last week about them being a top team. I don't reckon they're at Red Bull or Ferrari level. But they are oh, They too. are the third best team on the They group. are third best, but they're not competing for first. I, I yeah, completely agree. agree. 100% agree with you. I've always said it. it's Ferrari, Red Bull at the front, bit of daylight, Mercedes, a lot of daylight, the rest of the pack. But I reckon they're going to do good. Then there's a lot of daylight, and then there's Lance Stroll and Nicholas Latifi in the wall. (laughs) 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 
it came out this week. The one of the engineers at Mercedes just about what they've been playing with and how it's been so hard to qualify. Because if they try qualify higher, they're putting their race pace at harm. Yes, it's always it's always it's, the interplay. It's a toss and that- to where I reckon Red Bull and Ferrari just have that great car that can compete. There is the difference between Max and Checo where Max's is set for race and Checo's is set for qualifying, though. That's why Checo's been getting that slight edge. And we're talking, like, couple of tenths edge, but it's also why Max can just blitz him in most races is because, well, it doesn't Max really matter. Max set up for the race. Yeah. So, it wouldn't shock me if Max is fourth P4 on qualifying day. No. it's I, And he'll still be in the lead by the end of lap one. It doesn't really matter with him. He's got that much talent when it comes to actually like aggressively passing people that he can start in the top four on any track and go, yeah, I reckon I'm in for a pretty even run here. I think the only thing that'll give him a bit of lack of confidence is if Lewis is coming if up. If Lewis is starting behind him. And, he, and coming up to Cop's corner and Lewis is still behind him, I'll be a bit hesitant going I, into that corner yeah. after last year. Yeah. And if Lewis does it again, it's clearly attempted murder. Look, it, and we need to be pulling him over and arresting him. He tried doing it twice last year. It was funny. Or maybe what do you mean twice? He did it once and succeeded in knocking him out. And then he tried doing it to Charles, and Charles got scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charles was like, yeah, I've seen what you did to my boy. You, <laughs> like just, you just go, mate. I've seen what's left of the car. You can have it. But maybe that's what Max should have done, just in eased off. No, in the in the situation <laughs> that it was, Lewis was the one who needed to ease off. He was behind going yes. into the corner. If anyone had to back off in that corner, it was Lewis. And that that's that that's how you actually divide what is a racing incident from a causing a collision. Is and a five second penalty when Lewis is in that Mercedes is fucking nothing. There almost needs to be a like a it should have been a disqualification. I don't think that. It really should have been. I think a drive-through or a 10-second stop-go. Both of those are irrelevant in that Mercedes last year. It is a good point, but when it comes to, like, codes of justice and shit like that, you can't be super niche. You kind of got to have an even playing field. Because if if you can punish one for it, I mean, you know what? Actually, it is kind of funny. I like my idea here. Because anyway, if Stroll did something minor at the back, he'd get a massive punishment, which I think would be brilliant. Oh, of course. If he had another needlessly avoidable crash, disqualify him. (laughs) Yuki's near disqualification has been, I still think, one of the best of all time. Where they're like, get the tape, get the tape, get the tape. Um, It's going to be a very, very big weekend for a lot of teams. So it's going to sound weird, though. I... This is a very unimportant weekend for Red Bull in comparison to how much the other teams have riding on this. You have Ferrari who really need to get a double result together now to maintain their touch on the championship. Not that I think Red Bull will run away with it completely, but you know what people are like. Charles won the first race of the year and he was already crowned world champion by half the paddock. Then his car broke and he's already crowned as not winning anything ever again. So I think Ferrari needs to have a good double performance. Car reliability just to be like, okay, it's not a tractor. It's still a good car. Mercedes, I think they're they're so hungry for that good performance. And this is their 
for their drivers is their home race. This is the weekend where they really want to. It's also the team's home race, technically. For Mercedes? Yeah, they're, they're, they're based they're in Brackley. Brackley, yeah. Yeah, even though they're a German, German team. team. German manufacturer, but their, their base is located in the UK. Yeah, but most of As them are. is fucking McLaren, Alpine, Aston. Aston. Obviously, Aston's a UK brand. Alpine split, though. They have a factory in France that does their engines. Yeah, but Enstone is their major one. Which is That's yeah, where the, the cars UK. are. Yeah. It's a good point. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I know six of the teams are based in the UK. I'm pretty sure six or seven. It is going to be a British wank fest to prove who's the most British this weekend. I think we can definitely confirm that. Yep. Mercedes need to pull something out. And yes. I, I heard on the grapevine of YouTube <laughs> <laughs> that they haven't been, their FP1s and FP2s haven't been focusing on the race. It's been trying to collect data and do different things and test different things. Yeah, I'm not shocked. And But now they're going to focus because once they get to FP3 and they haven't got it right, they got nothing to lo- uh, rely on. Oh. So now they're going to go for FP1, go, this is our race, this is our qualifying kind of setup. And if it's not right, tweak it. And you've got all the time in the world to tweak it. From an engineering perspective, that's fascinating because the layman's perspective, which is what I have, is, well, your car's not good, so you need to really gather as much data as you can to figure out what's wrong with it. But how you said it now, it's like, maybe we were looking at trying to fix everything all the time instead of going, let's set up the race first, then fix the bigger issues. Andy's pointing a finger at me, though. Oh, no, I was just going to say that the other side of the thing is Mercedes have said all along they know what's wrong with the car. They've, they've never not said we know there's an issue with the car. They know what the issue is and they've been trying to gather data to collect. That's a good point as to, well. To, to, to fix the issue. And maybe they've fixed the issue to a point now that they can start focusing on the race and quality in FP1. And I definitely think the FIA's decision to start to bring in some regulation Which around... starts this weekend. Yep has taken a bunch of pressure off their back being like, okay, hopefully their recommended level they set at is going to just allow us the time to focus on the car because it either trips up a few of the other teams or it just means our drivers will be in a better position to collect race information for us instead of construction information for us. Or as Christian said, they could have just risen the ride height and been fine with the porpoising. See, this is why I do like Christian so much because he's just like Mr. Drama Queen. He's, he's always poking people. <laughs> Where this race, inter- I mean, of course the front's going to be interesting and that's what we're going to see for the majority of it. It'll be... Unless Lewis is in P13 stuck behind Pierre Gasly. Which I doubt it this weekend. I, I really do, do too, but I mean, if he was, that's what we'd, we'd be, be seeing. We'd be seeing it, which is nice because it means we get to see Pierre heaps more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is, is that kind of midfield battle? Because, and I know I say this every week, man, that Haas car, I reckon's going to do pretty well here. Now, I'm going to keep saying that until they finally do well. Yeah, But I think they're doing the opposite of what some teams do. They focus on qualifying, and they don't have a race car. And they're hoping just to get in there. And I, I don't know if you can do that at Silverstone. It is easy to pass on. Yeah. And these cars are very good at passing each other. And K-Mag can pass anything on his day. Yeah, and K-Mag's a freak when it comes to like his ability to race. But I don't think they got a race car. No, probably they not. They got a qualifying car. I just want to point out, Magnussen's been hampered by the fact that the Ferrari engines have blown up for like the last three races in a row. Yes. He keeps getting hit by Lewis. He keeps <laughs> getting hit by fucking Lewis. Yeah, you're right. So in other words, Lewis is going to kill Magnussen going into cops this year, is he? Yeah, look... 
statistically, it's more likely. (laughs) (laughs) So, I still think, though, that they're going to be on a pretty good grid position. Whether that means they'll be able to make it to the end, I don't know anymore. And I'm glad I'm not like a diehard Haas fan because being a Ferrari fan, it would it would hurt. But Haas at least fans. you know when it works, you're going to win, right? Being a Haas fan, you're like, man, if our car doesn't blow up, we might get, P11. We might get a point or two. Or just miss a point. Or, or, just, or if you Mick, just miss a point again and again. Like, he's always just there. nearly there. So, I still am going to say Haas is going to be on for a good weekend. I'm not putting them in my top five ever again. <laughs> unless we do a qualifying one. Alfa Romeo. I think this is going to be a particularly strong weekend for them. Because when you look at what their biggest struggle is, which is high-speed stability on straights... Silverstone doesn't have long straights. Yes, it does. Not compared to the others. It has. Oh no, you're completely wrong. Look at the prove tra- it. Look at the track. Big long straight. Big long straight. Big long straight. Yeah, but big they're not long straight. two kilometers. I think I know what you're saying, but it's more. I don't think they have high short- speed corners through maggots and beckets. Yeah. Instead, ah, of it's, it's the cornering. See, I always assumed it was. Slow, not, not I thought it was just the, on the straights the car no, would vibrate. No, it's at high speed. High-speed corners as well as high-speed straights. I'm not good at reading articles. You're not. But, yeah, no, this... Co- this co- well, I'm going to be bold. This track is high-speed. Alpha's going to struggle. Nah, they're going to kill it. Big news. You heard it here first. Alpha Romeo. There's only one. in your top five. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> no, because you were like one point behind me. Yeah, I know. I want to get it. Uh, look, on paper, technically they're not going to have a good weekend. But Ferrari's going to blow up. One of the horses is going to go out. They're going to be one of them's going to be in the top ten. Red oh, Bull yeah, could blow 10. up. Red Bull definitely could blow up. They've had a weirdly good run of reliability. Last weekend, Checo blew up, so I think Max is due. Yep. Which is heartbreaking to say. So, so you're saying Max is not in your top five? No, Max is 100. percent Yeah, he's my also winner. in my top five. He is 100 percent my winner. He has not steered me wrong <laughs> at all in the last like seven races, and I'm like. 30 points ahead of all you pricks. I'm doing a Lewis here, man. We'll get you. (laughs) He's got a win burst. Break his hands or something. (laughs) I've still got a voice. I can still... Start start editing the podcast. (laughs) Just put the raw tracks out. (laughs) Make it very, very homegrown. Who do you guys reckon's on for a strong weekend from the mid-pack? What are your takes on AlphaTauri, McLaren, Aston? I think McLaren's going to struggle. I think Pierre will do well. I think Alfa Romeo will struggle. Williams will struggle. Alpine? I reckon it's going to go right. I think Fernando will do all right. I think Espen will struggle because they just, even though they've got the quickest engine, the car isn't great with speed, if that makes sense. It, weirdly enough, it does. But, but the, his, this car. The, the issue might be is that it makes sense in my mind. Well, no, no, no. The, the way it works From is how I'm interpreting what it's he got, says. It's got the most powerful engine, right? But the cars itself, for some reason, a Red Bull's going to fly past them and they're down on performance. A Ferrari will fly past them and a Mercedes will fly past them. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, even though they've got the quickest power-to-weight ratio of car, the car's not doing what you would expect. And it is probably from those little areas like, uh, what's what's the official term for it? So it's when you put your foot down and it's the conversion of the power from the engine to the wheels that to the grip. 
yep. factor. So it's when you're accelerating, while it can hit the high speed, its acceleration might be a couple of clicks slower. Talking yep. about torque? Yes, something That's to what do with we're talk. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking. Thank you. Don't <laughs> interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about torque. Um, also, as we've seen with the other teams too, aero in the corners could be a big thing. Like it doesn't matter if you can get 5Ks quicker than everybody else. If they can catch up to you in every corner and then get DRS, there's nothing you can do. Exactly. I doubt we'll see a big train form. What They'll, do you mean? Fernando's there. He is there, but he's probably going to be doing some interesting stuff because this is a lot of space to play on this track. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't. there could be a decent train. If You reckon? Yeah, if uh, Schumacher gets up there... And kind of oh, defends like the, the well. One, yeah. If he qualifies well. Yeah. I still think there's enough room on this track that even if he's holding the people up, they'll find a way around. How it's many stops do we reckon this weekend, gentlemen? I think two. Yeah. Two maybe just to be safe. Unless the tyre deg isn't as bad as what it has been. It, it looks like there's going to be rain on Friday. Why can't <laughs> there be rain on Sunday? Because <laughs> then we won't be allowed to see it. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. This is a midnight race for us. That's not too bad. Midnight to 2 a.m. it's scheduled for. Not too bad. Do I, I mean, normally it's, a, wake it, up early? normally it's an 11 a.m. Uh, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., which is really perfect for me. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like two hours before bed. I'm like, I've got this. It's not an issue. This extra hour, though. It is. Once you start to hit 2 a.m., weird it, things happen with you. Yep. Lots of memes. <sighs> I love talking shit on Twitter about the race. <laughs> <laughs> what about... What about some of the drivers we don't talk about a huge amount? So, Yuki? Mm, it's probably just a mistake. will ruin his race. He could be a train. I, I think he'll make a slight error and it'll ruin his race. He'll yeah. be down stuck with Albon and Latifi. Alpha Tauri get that car set up wise locked in. Pierre has shown he's very good at passing people this year. Saw it at Monaco. And I think... I think Monaco was this more this the strategy ties gamble, which heavily paid off. Yeah, and he got screwed in qualifying too. So it was like, well, you've got nothing to yeah. lose, man. But yeah, if they can get a setup wide in that will let him race, I think it a point or two wouldn't yeah. be top ten off the cards. I reckon he could get top five if he qualifies well. That's not. I mean, I'd love to see it. I think I a mean, lot of people would like yeah, to see if place is, is usually his home. He loves fifth place. Yeah, fifth and sixth for qualifying. If he does get top five, it would be because reliability of one of the top teams. I Not necessarily. I think so. Oh, I'm, I'm going to sit with Riso on this one, Andy, which means we're definitely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's a, he's going to have the pace. If, if that, that car's on it and is set up correctly, it wouldn't shock me if he pipped Lewis for fifth. That's, that's, a big, that, that's a big clause, though. The setup, yeah, because that's, that's been their big thing this that's year. Their, that has been their big thing. I'm not putting him in my top five for that reason. Yeah, yeah it's but st- it wouldn't shock me if they get it right and he somehow manages to pull it out of his ass because he's that good of a driver. Yeah, no, that's a good point. He's a very talented driver. Let's do a little bit more on McLaren because we've just kind of said we think they're going to struggle. Why? The car sucks, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to pick my favorite answer. We're going to talk about that first, Reese. Tell me more. Oh, no, I was just joking around. No, you but weren't. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm not fucking kidding. Do you look like I'm kidding? But no, the car... But that's, you could say the same as the Alpha Tori. Like, if if McLaren had their setup right, Danny Rick 
could go could be in top five. Oh, if they got their setup right, Danny Rick would run away with the championship. If only. Oh, I know we were supposed to mention it in news, but Zach Brown kind of came out and was like, so you know how I said he wasn't living up to expectations? I meant all of us weren't. Well, yeah, the whole team has. <laughs> they basically We're come all out friends and said, again. <laughs> our car sucks. Yeah. That is basically what's coming. It's coming out of yeah. us. Yeah, he's coming out and being like, look, I know everyone thinks I'm, you're, I'm firing Danny when I see he's not living up to expectations. You kind of misinterpreted the, the crux of the argument is we as McLaren are not reaching our expectations. Daniel is a part of McLaren and therefore isn't reaching our expectations. I'm not reaching my own expectations. <laughs> like, So, which all of us as Aussies went, yeah, duh, of course that's what you meant because no one would ever say anything bad about Daniel Rick on purpose. But you had half the internet being like, fire him, he's washed. But he's not. Absolutely not. The car's washed. Yeah, the the, the MCL36 is the world's fastest brick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just looking at it. So someone on Reddit today put up like, Strengths and weaknesses of each of the cars, and strengths yeah, of the. Is this, hold on, is this done with a relatively like serious tilt? Yes. Or, okay, it'd be so interesting then. They have good tire wear, and sometimes they have good race pace. They have good total downforce. The biggest issue with the McLaren is the highest drag car on the grid, and that's going to slow you down on a circuit where you're flat out a lot. So don't expect anything from them this weekend and don't expect yeah. anything and from them at Monza this year. And also, if they've got big drag, that's big slipstream. Exactly. Like so overtaken for days. And I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> End of the day, the class, car's flawed. If they've got any sense, they'll be working on next year's car. They'll start working on next year's car and just ride off this year. But yeah. You, you want to be trying some stuff for this year. You put some upgrades oh, in. Oh, no, yeah. But with that preference of being like, okay, so our core philosophy for next year will be this. So let's test a few things on the car that will help us this year a bit, but are mainly aimed for that. You say next year is going to be an orange bull? Oh, I'm okay <laughs> with it. At least oh, I, I think we're going to see nine bulls on the fucking grid I, next I'm cool. year. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm cool with that. It'll make the sport better. The only team that won't copy him is Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. And that's that's a pride thing for them <laughs> more than anything else. And I can't say Ferrari are doing well. And that's beautiful design. Their car looks incredible. And the, the chassis is fine. It's the engine. It's the power unit. I remember what I wanted to say about McLaren's weakness too. The Mercedes power unit is the weakest it's been in years as well. Exactly. So the, even though you've got all this drag and et cetera, et cetera, you're also not producing as much power as you were the last few years either to kind of skate those weaknesses. Like with Alfa Romeo and their beastly Ferrari power unit, they're like, yeah, look, our car's not great, but... The engine's really, really fast. <laughs> Have they mentioned anything of the other teams there, Andy? Give us a quick run through. Yeah, sure. They've got all the teams. Yeah, that'll be fascinating. Let's do it. So we'll, I'll start at Williams. Yep. So we've got the FW44, the low-load ro- low racer, it's called, on this Reddit post. I'll, qu- I'll credit the guy at the end who made these. Strengths, low drag, good tire wear. Weakness, Low overall downforce, start the se- season significantly above the minimum weight. Yep. Latifi. <laughs> also, Latifi <laughs> drives it. I want to make that very clear. It's oh. Because he's a bad oh. driver, not that Latifi was significantly overweight at the start Actually, of the Actually, <laughs> another thing we forgot to mention in the news. Have you heard what Latifi's fucking done? Got fired? No. <laughs> he's pulled the old Nikita Mazepin, the car's not the same card. Oh, I did see that recently. He did kind of come out and be like, 
Yeah, it's kind of weird how Albon's car's just heaps better than mine in every way. And <laughs> Williams is sitting there being like, bro, we barely have enough money to make one car. Like, <laughs> you really think we're going to make two different ones and yours not as good? Exactly. But uh, Next is the VF22, the quick burner. With the Haas. Thank you. Strengths. Often very fast in qualifying and in the wet. Weaknesses. Reliability, tire wear, and race pace compared to quality. You bang on, Riso. Yeah. The AMR22B, the slow qualifier. Strengths. Good tire wear, especially on the hards. Uh, weaknesses. Bad in qualifying, hard to set up, and Lance Stroll. <laughs> uh, stole my joke. Well, they didn't actually put it in there. Oh, right. <laughs> I got in before you said it. Uh, the ATO3, the anonymous racer. Yep. Uh, can shred drag when needed and not tremendous, not any tremendous weaknesses. However, the weaknesses are track-dependent performances, reliability, and overall pace. Yep. So this is the Alpha Tori? That yep. is the Alpha Tauri. Yeah. What gave it away? The ATO3? Yeah, I was doing it for a bit. I was like, Aston Martin. Yep. The okay. ones that don't make sense is Haas being the VF. Yeah, that one. And this one, off. the Alpha Romeo, which is the C42. C42. Uh, strengths, very good solid pace, great downforce and mechanical grip. The only car that has reached minimum weight from the very beginning. Yeah, and they've never been super heavy. The C stands for car. Weaknesses, relatively high drag and not excellent in qualifying. Valtteri Bottas would like a word, though. Yeah. He's been doing pretty well in qualifying, all things considered. And I think that's what it means. It's like, look, this car technically should be faster in qualifying, but they're probably doing more of a race trim setup because they know they're going to be fighting a lot of the race. Next is the A522 from Alpine. Strengths, low drag, good pace and versatile. Weaknesses, reliability and pace is far from the first teams. Also, Esteban Ocon drives it. Yeah, and he's not, he doesn't have that killer instinct. Once again, added that in for you. I figured, but it's it's valid though because he doesn't have the killer instinct which we spoke about the other day. Yeah. We've already talked about the MCL36 one, so I'll skip that. The W13, the hard to tame, which is the Mercedes. Uh, Good overall downforce and tire wear, competitive race pace, bulletproof reliability. However, very sensitive to setup and track conditions, very high drag, highest porpoising on the whole grid. Yep. The F175, the stop-go monster for the Ferraris. Traction out of corners is its strength. Highest downforce on the grid. Very powerful power unit, deploying especially in lower gears. Excellent braking and versatile. However, weaknesses, relatively high drag, power unit, and high porpoising. Yep. And it's so interesting with the Ferrari's porpoising, though, how they porpoise on the straights, and then it just locks in the corners. It's fascinating how that works. And finally, the RB18, or the slippery missile, as it has been called. Lowest drag on the grid, very good downforce, very good tire wear and versatility, very low porpoising. However, weaknesses, not on the highest full-on downforce, and reliability of the power units in are the components of the power unit. And that's the Red Bull for that you guys playing at home. That is the Red Bull. The person who did this was F1 Data Analysis on Reddit. So thanks for that, mate. Thank He's you. done an absolutely brilliant job. Yeah. Like, that's perfect. A very good summation of the cars. Be interesting to see how close we got with all our ramblings on it. I think pretty close. That's pretty what close. we've been saying. Yep. Not as technical. Definitely, Definitely not. not as technical. All right, let's move on to our predictions. Well, I'm overtaking Jack. I do no, you, no, you're not. No, you're not. Dave's going to go first this weekend. 
Did he send them through? Yeah, it was Stroll, Latifi, Magnuson, Schumacher, and Sonoda. Absolutely. No, it wasn't. I'll read the real ones. Did well, he have every British driver? He probably had every British driver. I think he did, hey. He had Leclerc. <laughs> he, he He's so dumb. He just... <laughs> every week I see Leclerc at the top. I'm like, why? Max has won literally every other race. Because he's a Ferrari fan. For, yeah, he's got Leclerc, Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez, and Russell. That's his top five. If he, if he if Leclerc does win this week, he'd be laughing there. He's not going to, though. The car will blow up. Riso, what are yours? Oh, I don't have any next. I was going to go. Oh, well, I am going. <laughs> <laughs> what to hear what you guys want to say, but... No, so if this happened, put him first. He's been too too good not to put first. Yep. Second, Leclerc. Okay. This is where I'm tossing up. Because I think I'm going to go third, Perez. Yep. Fourth, Hamilton. Yep. Fifth, Russell. So you think science is going to crash out because there's gravel? Yeah, there's heaps track. of gravel, bro. He's crash out, spin off, or his engine's going to blow up. Okay, fair that enough. Happened to Ferrari, going to happen to science eventually. Yeah, no, it's, look, it's not crazy. We're, we're similar, but we're not the same. So I've gone for a Red Bull 1-2. I think this is my first 1-2 of the year. No, I think you've had one earlier. I can't remember. So Max Checo. I hope Luca gets second, and then I'm just... Then you're ahead. Who's third? Who's third? Oh, I'm nervous now. Nah, so Max, Checo, Charles, Hamilton, Russell. Yeah. I just... Look, if the Ferraris don't break, my top five will be wrong. But see, that's what we'll I'm see. Thinking. That's what I'm thinking too because I haven't... Put science or Leclerc in mine. Okay, that's so you've actually done something interesting for once this week, Andy. Yeah, I'm gonna have the Red Bull one too, of course. Yes. Now I'm gonna have Hamilton Russell, third and fourth. Okay. And then in fifth place. Alonso. Ooh. Stroll. No. (laughs) 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 Nah, you know what? I'm gonna put Charles in fifth. Charles in fifth. I'll put Charles in fifth. I think out of the two Ferraris, if anyone's going to go in the gravel, it's Carlos, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's not It's not for skill. He's still not loving that car. Yeah, and I just think there's going to be a moment. It only takes one moment. It does. It genuinely, like, and we're talking milliseconds here. Like, if you miss a braking zone by 0.2 of a second, you've traversed an insane amount of meters. Mm-hmm. You hit a curb wrong just a little bit. Or you just miss a steering or you put your foot down a millimeter too hard, the car will let go and that's it. And also, if you make one move wrong going into cops, you're potentially off for maggots and beckets. Or if you make an entry into maggots and beckets wrong, you've just fucked four corners. It is a very flow track, isn't it? It is. I've noticed that our predictions put Hamilton above Russell. I'm only doing that because Hamilton, for some reason, is a freak at this circuit. It And it wouldn't shock me if he somehow pulls a rabbit out of his ass and wins it as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be super shocked if we see him on the top step of the podium. Russell over... So, Hamilton over Russell simply because I still believe that Hamilton is a better driver in every single category, except for one, than Russell, which is driving a bad car. The Mercedes is getting to the point now where it's becoming more good 
than bad, which means we're going to start seeing Lewis outperform Russell regularly. That's my my thought on it. Yeah, I think it's we're going to see the pattern of of Hamilton going to outperform Russell. Yep. Just because that how we're saying they're going to focus more on the race day with the free practices and you see the ones that Russell did win. He wasn't happy with his car. He just rolled that dice and in FP3 he was a bit closer to when he got into qualifying. And there's been two races where the safety car favored George and completely screwed Lewis as well. So and that has an effect too. Can I also point out George is the one who always takes the risks as well. He does. And one day that 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 risk taking is going to catch up with him and screw him over. And I think this weekend could be it. He's had a very good run of luck this year, hasn't he? Has he has had too much good luck. But also, he's definitely got a bit of a a bit of uh, luck on reserve from the last couple of years where he had zero luck. Even when he stepped into Mercedes for that race, he got screwed. That's that's so fair. He's, it's well deserved luck. If you can put a quota on that, I like to think my big thing on this podcast is trying to quantify <laughs> the skill <laughs> of luck. <laughs> Final thoughts, gentlemen. Final thoughts. So, safety car, red flag, anything crazy. We didn't do from the past. Do you think there's going to be a streaker? No. <laughs> Security's too good now. I think safety car, probably inevitable. I think virtual safety car definite. Yep. And uh, ten second penalties for Lewis. Ah, uh, not Lewis. Ah, uh, Lance and Latifi probably almost definite as well. Yeah, not crazy. I'm going to come out and be a little bit bolder and say because of the speed of this track and how easy it is to make a mistake. I reckon we're going to see another, and hopefully it runs okay, but a very high speed off that will that will cause a red. For the cleanup, I just red. Yeah, yep. We've had reds on occasion here. Was Max a red? Yes, no. I believe so. And I if it wasn't Max, I think Daniil was. Yeah, no, Max wasn't a red. Max wasn't red. It must have been Danny then, mm. when he abs. He had like a fifty-six G crash at the when he was with Alpha Tauri. Where? Uh, Silverstone. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that crash. Yeah, no, do you remember? Because it's also when he smacked the camera because the cameraman just got right in his face after he hopped out of the crash. He was breathing heavily and he just whoop, moved the camera out of the way. Fucking mind blank on it, eh? A couple of years ago now. Fair enough. Or... I'll Google it. I'm making it up. Yeah, I might have made it up <laughs> I'm just convinced well, Both of you were fucking on it, so I'm like, this must have happened. It's not been made <laughs> up in Jack's head. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. It feels like we're back to normal again with three of us. It definitely felt better. We didn't run overtime this time because we're doing our stand-up routines. If you haven't already, please reach out to us on social media. Give us a like. Give us a review or a rating. Show us to someone. Tell your mates about us. If you like what we do and you have people who are similar to you listening to this, get them around it. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Where I overtake Jack. Not. I'm going to have to do that again because he was over the fucking. It's <laughs> <laughs> too ego. It's too ego. And the way he dropped he it looks, too. Oh, it was he done looked, in like a rhyming slang. No, it was done like he uses it a hell of a lot more than normal people I, do. I can see a pi- if that's a picture of him, he is white as <laughs> snow. <laughs> He's from Estonia. What do you he expect? He should not be saying the N word. <laughs> <laughs>